Welcome everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast, hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namard. Our goal is to uplift voices everywhere by empowering women and youth and by building a better global community. The I'm Speaking Podcast is inspired by the Edge Charitable Foundation. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not reflect that of the benefactors or sponsors. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast. I'm Priya. And I'm Mercy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Today, our topic is branding yourself. And we have a very special guest with us, Michelle Kaba. She's an entrepreneur and founder of Fama Agency, a digital marketing agency. Thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here with you, ladies. So Michelle, why don't we just kick it off and you tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure. So thanks for the great introduction. Um, I own a brand management, social media management and digital marketing agency. I help small business owners thrust their businesses into the spotlight. And I do that by either uh, by expanding the digital footprint um, uh, and making sure that their brand is consistent uh, throughout all the digital Uh, social avenues, but also making sure that they are reaching out their desired target audience uh, by, you know, creating digital ads or managing their social media and nurturing their current clients. What what exactly is the definition of branding? Can you define it for our listeners? So the way I like to describe it, because I feel uh, it's so relatable and people will understand, is that it's a romantic relationship. It's a commitment, right? When you have a love partner, you're committed to your love partner. You show up for them every day. You show them that you love them and they they love you right back. So that is branding. You're showing up for your customers every day with how you present your business, with, how, with your messaging of your business, with the products, how you place them. Uh, and then your customers purchase them and tell you how much they love you, whether it's by leaving reviews or becoming your super fans and telling everybody about your business and therefore helping you increase your sales. Mm, I love that. And so when you speak about brand yourself, and I've been dying to ask you this, but I've been holding on to it so I could ask you um, while we were here all together. Um, when you speak about branding yourself, so if I make soaps or I make candles, right? Um, am I branding myself as Mercy or am I branding the candle? Or how do I make that difference? And what happens when Mercy has more? She has candles and she has soap and she has, I don't know, something else. Where does that leave you in a branding perspective? That's a wonderful question. And I get this question quite a bit because, you know, you ha- I have clients that work for bigger brands and don't understand that they're actually a brand within a brand. Yeah. So this is my answer to that. Go back to your roots. People want to know why they should buy from you, right? Why should someone buy that candle from Mercy? Why is that candle so special? Because it's made from mercy. Why is that bag so special? Because it's made from mercy. There's a story behind it. There's a reason why you were inclined to start that business. So that would be my answer is by storytelling. 
what is your story? What is your why? What makes you want to bring that product uh, to light to your customers? That's beautiful. Perfect. Okay. So when you have different, for I, I think part of the question too is, if you have different things going on, and I think Mercy and I struggle with this a lot. <laughs> happening. Yeah, so we have the podcast, we have the foundation. Um, I have some other things going on on the side. I have my production company, but we're, and there's so many platforms to market on. Yeah. Do we market our business on our own platform? Are we use like our personal platform or do we use our personal brand, branding to market our businesses? You yeah. use personal branding to market your businesses because the truth is it's your personal branding that inspired you to even get to even uh, to encouraged you to get into these businesses, correct? Mm -hmm. Like it was your personal brand as Priya, your personal brand as Mercy that brought you together to create the edge, right? Mm -hmm. And then the edge is what inspired you to speak on certain topics that are important for the edge or that affect the edge or inspire the edge. Um, and that's how your podcast uh, became to light. Um, but it's also important to understand that each of those brands have their own target audience um, and to treat them independently. You can have an umbrella brand, but it's important to understand that not everybody is going to relate to each of your brands. Right. So like your target audience for Mercy and Priya independently is going to be completely different than your target audience for the edge. The edge is more for people that are concerned about children's livelihoods. Right. And want to make a better world for those children where that's not the case for Mercy and, and for Priya. You guys are all encompassing of a lot of wonderful different things because you are both such amazing women. Oh, thank you. That was extra. <laughs> and, right? And that's when the podcast comes in and you're able to showcase that, um, but also showcase those topics that are important to the edge and um, affect the edge. The importance here is to understand that each brand, yes, is independent. Uh, but you do have an umbrella brand, which is you, your name, why you do what you do. And that resonates with people. And that's what brings your brand avatars mm. to your other brands. Avatar, you say. Tell me more about an avatar. So your brand avatar is also known as your buyer persona. It's the person that's going to be interested in your brand. Um, the person that you're talking to, the person that that has the interests, the behaviors that will, that are, that is attracted to what you're selling or what you're presenting or the services that you're um, giving them. And the way we, I'm sorry. That ties it back to what you were saying. So there would be an avatar for the candles and there would be an avatar for the soap. There would be an avatar for the edge. So each one would have an avatar. Is that what you're explaining? Well, in, in, in your case with the candles and the soap, you may have the same avatar, right? Because it's, it, it's a product that it, it's like homewares. It, it, there's an umbrella uh, business to that. But let's say for the edge, 
your brand avatar for the edge is going to be people that are philanthropic and children, you know, anything children is, is special to them, right? What happens to children is special to them. They want to create a better world for children. And so those are the people that you want to address when it comes to the edge. Whereas, you know, with um, the I'm Speaking podcast, you want to talk to people that, you know, are concerned about what's happening in the world right now, you know, with um, all the topics, all the different topic, topics that, that are going on, whether it's pop culture, whether it's, you know, uh, politics, whether, you know, it's something that's personal um, that goes on in our everyday lives, you know, being mothers, being businesswomen. Um, so it's going to be a different a personality, a different behavior trait. Sometimes it's going to be a different challenge that a person is going through, right? Mm -hmm. Like you may have somebody, um, you know, that's interested in the edge because maybe at one time they couldn't provide for their children. And so that's something that um, sits sincerely in their hearts and they want to give back. Um, and then with Mercy and Priya, you know, you amazing women that have come that, that are resilient and have come from places that people can really identify with right mm -hmm. so they're going to want to speak to you they're going to want to you know pick your brains as to your uh journey through entrepreneurship and how it is that you've encompassed you know a nonprofit, a podcast into your worlds with everything else that you have going on i i also have this question so uh mercy's coming out with her own book um, hopefully this year or next year. And it represents, her book represents herself. Does she need a brand avatar for that target audience if it represents herself or is she the brand avatar? That's a great question. So she needs a brand avatar because when she was writing the book, although the book is about herself, I'm sure she was trying to inspire somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mercy, am I correct? You're Absolutely. trying to inspire someone because your story is not a story that only you have. It's maybe a story that may resonate with other women that 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 uh, that have been there. Mm. So it's sitting down and figuring out who's that woman. You know, what's her story? It could be one thing that resonates with her. It could be several things that resonate with her. It could be one challenge that you overcame and, and it inspires her to buy your book. So I, I always tell everyone, um, it's really important to sit down and understanding your customer because we all have great ideas, uh -huh. all of us, as you know, entrepreneurs and business owners. But if we don't have if we don't know how to make that great idea spread, it stays with us, right? And I'm sure that like Mercy's book, her idea was not for that book to stay with her. That book was meant for, for her to share with the world. So the way you share that, share it with the world is by understanding who you're sharing it with. Because then it makes it so much easier to create a marketing strategy, to create a social media strategy, to to not waste money, you know, into the air mm -hmm. trying to promote this book. Because in the, you know, even if your intention was just to write a book and, you know, hope it resonates with somebody and not make any money out of it, that's beautiful. But it costs money to sit down and make this book. 
Yeah. Right. And it costs money to market this book. And you want to make sure that those marketing dollars that you're getting a return on your investment. So you want to have a brand avatar that helps you create that marketing strategy that becomes a profitable strategy moving forward. Beautiful. Beautiful. And if you were um, talking to us a little bit in, I guess, a little deeper in the same subject, what would you say are the top do's and don'ts when you're looking to create your perfect avatar to brand yourself? The do's and don'ts. Okay, so the don'ts. Don't uh, create it based on your personality. <laughs> I know, and that's so hard not to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, I've seen so many business owners do this, um, where it's like, it's their baby, they get so stuck and so like emotionally tied to it, that they can't see beyond themselves and beyond their projects or beyond their business. And that's when, that's when they get stuck. Okay. So to that's my biggest don't. And how do you the, get out of that? My biggest, the do is for you to think about who was this story intended for? Mm. Because this story was intended for somebody else. It wasn't intended for you. Um, it may have, you, it may have been intended to be therapeutic for you. Right. But, but the story wasn't intended for you because if it was, then you wouldn't make it a publication and in making it a publication, it's for sharing. Uh -huh. So I want you to think about your customer. Who is your customer? Who's gonna go to the bookstore or to Amazon or to you know, Mercy's website and purchase this book? And why will they wanna do that? Right, okay. Right? What are their goals um, when they touch this book? What is the feeling that you wanna inject? What is that feeling that you want them to get from it? Do you want them to feel inspired? Do you want them to feel healed? Do you want them to feel like, oh, I can relate to Mercy. Like I, I'm her, I get her. Or do you want them to feel like I can overcome anything? Branding is about in, it, injecting a feeling, an experience. Wow. And then once you inject that experience, you have a customer. <clears throat> you have a purchase, you know, you have profitability. Beautiful. And if I go back, let me go back for one second to the don'ts. So somebody that has a business, right? Not, not thinking about me or, or the book or the edge, but just thinking about one of our, our girls that might be listening to this podcast and they're trying to work on branding themselves. One of the things that you say is a don't, right? Which is something important to work on is to base it on your personal, on your personality. So um, if you have a girl, <clears throat> excuse me, with a business that, that is having this problem, how would you guide them? Or what would you tell them so that they can get out of that rut of basing everything on their personality? I would tell them to analyze their sales. Okay. I would, I would tell them to analyze their, their sales. Who's buying? If it's a brick and mortar store, like spend a day there, you know, watch who's coming in, watch who's, you know, connecting to your services, to your products. What are their personality traits? What challenges are they having? You know, what, what's their thought process? 
and mm -hmm. that's how you would create the avatar for that specific story. Right. Okay. Exactly. Because then you want to, exactly. If you start to see a trend, then that's how you build your brand avatar. Beautiful. Right. And you're starting a brand new business, right? This girl has soaps or whatever it is that, that, that she has. Um, and she's thinking about starting a business and she is completely lost and confused as to where to even begin to create her avatar. What would be your advice to her? My advice would be for her to look at a competitor. Okay. What's a com like, what is a company that she would like to aspire her company to be profit-wise, right? Who's a star? And I'm talking about like a star brand, somebody that like has it all together, <laughs> that has like their, their branding is solid. And we call those, we call the Nikes of the world, um, the Sephora's of the world, the Bath and Body Works of the world, right. star brand. Figured it out. Mm -hmm. Right. They have the formula down, down pat, right? Perfect. So study a star brand. So if it's that like candle and soap business, then she should be studying Bath and Body Works. Mm. you know study their their case study you know how did they brand themselves um what is their brand position how do they make their customers feel when they walk into the store how does the employee make the customer feel when they walk in what is the product placement mm. you know what is the customer journey what is the customer commitment how does the customer feel when i when the customer leaves the store what happens does the customer get an email? Is there a social media site that I can go to to see what I purchased and what I can do with it? Mm. That, that would be my suggestion. Not because, um, you know, as a new business owner, you're gonna have all the resources to do all those things, but it gives you a good starting place, a good benchmark. And I'm sure you can get creative to do things that are a little bit similar and more cost-effective for you or even put your own spin on it, which makes it even better because people want to buy more personalized things these days. Mm. They want to support small business. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like people are less um, less committed to brands nowadays. Right. Even a lot of the millennials are not are not. What's the word? They're not. Um, th there's a word. <laughs> They're not. Um, it's not committed. It's. It's a word. I can't figure out the word, but it, they're they're pretty much not um, loyal. That's it. They're not loyal. Yeah. Millennials are not loyal to big brands anymore. Um, they they go with what they feel good with. They love supporting small businesses, as you said. Um, they're very much into just diversifying all of their products. Right. And they want a company that's a, a brand that's sustainable, that has a beautiful story behind it. You know, mm -hmm. if the story is impactful and touching, they will support it. Like they'll round up the troops. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love to share. So I had a, a preschool for 26 years and through time, because it was such a long period of time, I had to rebrand and always find, you know, the, I guess the, the generations and the, the parenting and all these things evolve and change. So you have to kind of change with it to 
to tweak it, right? And, and, and work with it. And I was having a conversation just the other day with my brother who owns his own business. And he has, he's paying for social media now for somebody to put his brand on social media. He's that, that person that owns a business that's physically working the business. So rarely has time to sit in front of a computer because his job is physical. So he's out there, you know, working. So I noticed that what they were posting were just pictures, like it's a fire extinguishing company. So it was just a fire extinguisher in front of a door or in front of a store or in front of whatever the case may be. And I was telling him, you're, you know, why aren't you explaining to others why you're special? What makes you different from the others and create a, a reason for them to get something that's so generic, like a fire extinguisher where they could get even at Home Depot or from ABC or whomever, but why would they get it from you? If they're just looking at a picture of a fire extinguisher, you're really not saying much. But if you speak about how it's a family-owned business, that it's you physically there all the time with your son and it's helping your other children and, and there's a story behind it and, and what you've battled to be where you are and how your customer service is so amazing and you share those thoughts, um, I think you would get a better result. And it kind of takes me into what we're talking about today. It's really finding his avatar, which is obviously a business owner because it's what he does. Um, but not only finding your avatar, but expressing through stories, as, as you were saying, Michelle, um, storytelling and, and telling people who you are and why purchasing something that they could purchase from anybody but purchasing it from you would make it special. And that it also takes me back to the millennial story where you know they're not loyal because they're really looking to impact others. So if buying the soap from this corporation, I don't know why in the world we're talking about soap, but let's go with it. It's a great, it's a great example, but I'm gonna, not to plug my business, but let me plug it. Yes, plug it. <laughs> plug it, girl, you're speaking. This is a, and this is why Fama Agency is different. Everything that I do, I've done before. I was a small business owner. I took a failed business that was, I took a failed business from somebody that had 2 million followers and couldn't make $200 a day because they didn't brand the business. They branded themselves, but they didn't brand the business. Uh. They didn't understand their brand avatar, right? The business had like five different names. There was no way to find it. It had a bunch of negative reviews couldn't get employees to stay because the customer, you know, the clientele wasn't staying, didn't understand the market. And so I, I have a finance background. I have a Wall Street background. What have I done my whole career? Study brands, trade mm. and, sell, you know, buy and sell brands. Correct. Why do study purchase behaviors, selling behaviors, trends? Why do people buy? Why do people have Nike in their portfolio? Because they trust Nike. They trust the management. They trust the marketing. They trust that the products they're going to come out with are going to be innovative and they're going to be solid products that, that the masses are going to buy into. So that's what I brought to a nail salon in Hoboken, New Jersey. And I had competition. I mean, yeah. I had six to seven nail salons on the same street. Yep, I, I remember that's the thing. smallest nail salon on the street. Like I could, I only had four pedicure chairs and four uh, nail uh, 
tables, mm-hmm. right? But what made it, what made me different? One, I knew the market, I studied the market before I opened. I went to every single nail salon and got my, got my nails done. Mm-hmm. So you experienced everybody. I experienced everybody. I understood that um, I was going to bring something different. My, I was going to be a chic boutique nail salon with an innovative twist. Mm. Very specific. Very specific. And my innovative twist was that I had um, a nail printer. Yep. You can print any picture on your nail. Okay. Then the other thing was the experience. When you walked in, you felt like you were in New York City and you felt like you were in your living room. So you were home away from home, right? You got champagne when you sat down. You got to listen to music. You could watch TV. It was, you could do it. It was a cool experience. And then on top of that, I understood that the neighborhood I was in was a neighborhood that liked to experiment with CBD. So I gave them a CBD pedicure experience. And 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 what ended and then what ended up happening was I collaborated with local influencers. Uh, Hoboken Girl was one. Um, my first month open, I made nineteen thousand dollars. My first month, because I got the community to uh, to basically embrace me. Right. That's amazing. What an amazing story to embrace the brand, embrace the story. And because (laughs) I had so many negative reviews because I bought a failed business, it was closed down. Anybody that came in, if you gave me a review, it didn't matter if it was positive or negative because I didn't wanna buy uh, reviews, you got 10% off. Mm. Wow. So- And I I have to tell you, Michelle, that not to interrupt you, but I think that it's so powerful, everything that you're saying, and it's important that we understand that what you're explaining to us comes from knowledge Mm -hmm. and from experience that you have. And it's why you're important. It's why we shouldn't try to do something. It's like, you don't try to do your own teeth, right? You go to a dentist and Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily fix your car, you go to a mechanic. And so there's always somebody that's knowledgeable, it's experienced, um, and and knows how to do that for you. So it'll take me 10 hours to figure out what you could probably do in 10 seconds for the success of my business. And I think if, if maybe you might agree with me that many times when our businesses are hurting, the first thing we take away is the marketing. And right. it's the first thing we should bring in, I think is the most important part because what is a business if nobody knows about it? Exactly. And, right, it's not and then bring in the right marketing because Absolutely. it's in, it's really important that whoever does the marketing sees it sees your business business holistically. Uh-huh. It has to start with the branding. It has to start with the branding. If you don't know your story, if you don't know what you're bringing to your customers and and who your customer is. It doesn't matter what marketing strategy you implement. It doesn't matter who you hire to do your marketing. I can bring a hundred people into your door and you you won't have any conversion, right? And that's why people don't put so much um, 
respect into marketing because no one, no one explains that to them. And so they're quick to be like, oh, it doesn't work. I'm not going to pay for that. anymore. Yeah. Or if they put up a, you put up a post for them and then they think right away, it's going to be converted into a thousand customers. It's so unrealistic. That thing. Right. It, it's so unrealistic. Also, we don't all get our information from the same place. Right. Wow. You know, that's why these star brands, like I'll give you an, an example, Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl Sunday is the Oscars for marketers. Yes. The Oscars. Yeah. I'll look forward to the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's talk about the impact that branding and social media had for Super Bowl Sunday. Our, my favorites were um, the Doritos um, with Shaggy. Uh, the Cardi B with Wayne's World. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, that, because they brought like the whole TikTok transition and like the old school Wayne's World and like, the nostalgia of Wayne's World. Yeah, and, right, the nostalgia. Uh, and what was my? Other, I had another one, but anyway, my whole point in all. My that, favorite was the Ashton Kutcher one. That, that was, was the Doritos one. That was the Doritos was one. Doritos. My most favorite was Michael B. Jordan, the Alexa. Yes. Because you felt, I'm sure every woman was like, yes. Can, <laughs> can I switch my Alexa? A, yeah, exactly. I kept thinking like, is that possible? Can you change the voice on Alexa? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, immediately, I was like, I'm going to put an Alexa in my tub. <laughs> I saw him in the tub. But um, going back to the point I was making is that um, none of those made it as the favorite on ad meter, which ad meter is what dictates the public's favorite commercial. What became the public's favorite commercial was Rocket Mortgage with Tracy Morgan. Mm -hmm. And their brand manifesto is certain is better. Is that the one with all the stars in it? Yeah. That was excellent. Oh, and yeah. Said, um, are you certain? And they weren't. Well, let's see. This is what, just in case, we'll take you to. And it's the, even the car when it's going over the bridge and it's about to go because they weren't really certain that it would make it all the way across. It was like, that was impactful. I thought that was wonderful. But let's think about symbolism too. Tracy Morgan had a horrible car accident. Yeah. yeah. Right? His mm-hmm. life has, wasn't certain. Yes. Um, and then we've all purchased homes here. Getting a mortgage is never certain, like not even to the closing date. Like right. it's always an uncertain life, like uh-huh. it's certain moments, right? Right. And you're lost in so much paperwork. Yep. So what did they do? They took that brand branding and that brand manifesto all the way to the end. They executed it all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. When the ad was um, aired, they had all those celebrities go to social media, Instagram, tw- Twitter, and tweet to their fans to go to Ad Meter and vote for that commercial. And it Genius. worked. It became the most liked commercial. Genius. Okay. That's so genius that they did that. So talk about the power of branding. Mm-hmm. The, the power of a brand manifesto and actually living, mm-hmm. living and breathing it. And then recognizing the power of social media. Absolutely. I mean, there you have it. The <laughs> <In> full circle. <laughs> the trifecta. You're, it's perfect. The trifecta. 
So, so going back um, to, to uh, you know, business owners, I, I landed a client yesterday and, uh, and in talking to her, I asked her some branding questions and she just didn't have the answer. And when we went through some simple steps, she was like, oh my God, now I know how to represent myself. You know, like now I know how to, when people ask me, what do I stand for? And she's a brand within a brand because she works for a company. Now I know how how to deliver myself and and be value-driven and also know how to communicate. It's, It's very powerful. It's like this huge aha moment business owners have and, and the conversion that comes with it, the profitability that comes with it, it it's, it's a great uh, measure, you know? It's a great measure to prove that you're on the right track. And, and if you, Obama, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you talked yeah. about rebranding. So sorry, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm so passionate about this. <laughs> but, you <talked> about, <laughs> but you talked about rebranding and, um, I have another client that messaged me at like midnight because he's rebranding. You're actually a great business owner if you're rebranding because it means you're listening to your customers. It means that your business is thriving and that you're understanding it's evolving into something that it's evolving with your customers rather than being a business owner that's selfish. And it's like, no, this is what I'm going to give. You're evolving with your customers and presenting to them something that's unique and they want to see all the time. Oh, beautifully said. Absolutely. I agree. We even rebranded the edge on its seventh year Uh because we realized that what, um, what our vision was and what we were executing were different. Yep. Um, so we realized, you know, if we're really, we have our wording wrong because we're doing something else. So when we actually brought the right words to the action that we were taking, it was a whole different ballgame. I mean, it was completely different. People got it. They understood, okay, so they're saying this and they're doing this. It's the same thing. Um, so we went as far as uh, changing our colors, our logo, everything was rebranded. We started from scratch seven years in. That's, that's awesome. And, and that's a nonprofit on top of that. So you don't have, it doesn't matter what type of business you have. Yes. It's always possible to rebrand and look at your marketing strategy. And maybe even at a personal level, I think people, I've seen it evolve where um, women, entrepreneurs uh, that you know, when the, either the children grow and leave home or they go through a divorce or they, they lose a spouse and you see that personal rebranding. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful thing yep. many times. Very powerful. Yes. Even, even Fama, like I'm changing my website right now because even though I, I started Fama during the pandemic right. almost a year ago, a lot has happened. Like my services have evolved. Like how I want to position myself has evolved. Um, I was doing, you know, I was presenting myself with a different realm of my business as a business coach, but then realized, no, I'm not really coaching. I'm business consulting. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, I'm seeing gaps. I'm showing you new revenue streams. I'm, I'm um, giving you market analysis. And that's not necessarily coaching. No, that's, that's so much more. 
that's business consulting and that's actually um, a little bit different, right? And you're playing to your strengths too, which is finance. Right, right. And I was gonna ask you, you have an entrepreneur, right? Or somebody that's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or somebody that's already been in business for a while. So any of these scenarios, they want a complete overhaul of it all. So they want to learn who their avatar is. Then they want to put up, I guess, a plan of action in place. And they want to take it all the way to the end. Would Fama Agency be able to help them from the beginning, beginning, all the way through? Is that something that you can help the whole way through? Yes. And I do. Um, I have a few clients that I currently help. Um, and I always start with the financial planning and financial forecasting. Beautiful. Um, because I want to make sure that it's something that's going to be feasible for them. Right. I don't want to take, I, am I love what I do. Um, but I don't want to take people's money if it, if it's not something that's going to be profitable for them at the end of our consulting session. Uh Right. Absolutely. Um, and so if it's going to be profitable for them and they're going to be committed to this because you, you, we all know here that you have to be committed to your business. You have to be intentional about how you're going to go about this every day. And when you start working with me, like I am on you <laughs> to be accountable for, you know, those goals that you set out for yourself. Um, so I always start out with the financial planning. If, if you're committed to those goals, then we move forward and we do the branding deck. You know, we, we soup to nuts. You're gonna know exactly what your brand position, your commitment, what your customer journey is gonna be, what your services are, what you're charging for them. And then I'm gonna make sure that you're getting those platforms you need to be on to make sure that you are giving that customer journey to your clients. Um, If it's an online business, then we're going to talk about a different marketing strategy or social media strategy, then it would be a a brick brick and mortar. Do you know what I mean? And if it's a brick and mortar, because I've had the experience of brick and mortar, I go so far as to tell you what, you know, what uh, merchants you should be going with (laughs) that are charging you less because I've been through that experience. Um, I just, I, lo- I love what I do and I love giving as much value added information as possible. So how can our listeners and our viewers get in touch with you? Um, you can reach out to me on DM, which is the best way Fama, at Fama Agency on Instagram, or you can book a call with me on famaagency.com. Uh, it's easy to book a call with me uh, via the website. Awesome. Well, you've given so much great information today and tidbits that our listeners and users can use. Um, and if you all didn't realize already, we have used Michelle Kaba's services <laughs> for okay. our own brand avatar, but we won't share what our name is for our avatar. <laughs> um, so we wanna thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you like, share, follow, subscribe. And what else, Mercy? And thank you so much, Michelle. I mean, you know, we're your fans. We love you and we love everything you've done and helped us with. Um, But if you want to know more about our nonprofit, The Edge Helps, please go to our website, theedgehelps.com, or follow us on social media. All of our platforms are at The Edge Helps. Perfect. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Priya. Mercy. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye.